My name's Kendra Houseman from Out of the Shadows, and you're about to listen to a series of interviews that took place over nine months. I want to know what life would be like for a child that had been through domestic abuse, parental mental health, poverty, and exploitation, to name a few. What would happen if we created a team, an army almost, to support that child? 28 people were interviewed, all with the same question in mind. What could have been different for child B? You're about to listen to Blondie's People. So follow us on our journey where I will speak to everyone from George the Poet to some of my good friends as we discover what it takes to become one of Blondie's people. Within these episodes, you will find answers, you will find guidance, and most of all, you will find an insight to a world that many do not know. There's a trigger warning for some of these episodes, and some of them are not child-friendly. We're going to talk about things that are very, very raw and real. So kick back and get ready for a journey, a journey you will not forget. Welcome to Blondie's People. Welcome to episode 25 of Blondie's People, where we're going to speak to Rachel Bell, who is a not just a fellow feminist, but also somebody who speaks exactly the same language as I do. There's a trigger warning for this episode. Uh, we're going to speak about porn, the impact of porn, the sexualization of children and the impact that has on against violence against women and girls. Brace yourselves. Right. My name's Kendra Houseman, and these interviews are for Blondie's people. People that uh, I admire now, but also people that if they'd been there for Blondie as a child, that life would have been very different. This is going to be quite a serious one, and I'm going to put a trigger warning from now. If you don't want to watch it, you don't. If you do, we're going to go on a bit of a journey. So, who are you, and what do you do? Hello, Kendra. My name is Rachel Bell. I am a feminist and a radical feminist because of the porn industry and the levels of rape. That's made me a radical feminist. I am a mum of two boys. I'm a modern slavery support worker. So I look after very young women who have been used as rape slaves. Um, and I'm a campaigner to raise awareness about the harm of porn and the sex industry. So that includes lap dancing clubs, strip clubs, and the sex trade. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna talk about porn because they're all linked and it's a massive, massive industry bigger than Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, and the sexualization, of, the sexualization of girls is so underrated and it's so, like we met at Philia, and we met at that conference and we saw some of the stuff that was said and you knew about it and I didn't and think I walked into that conference aged about 38 at the time and didn't know a lot of stuff. So anyone who watches this video from this point onwards, they may not know this stuff and it might shock them, but it needs to be out there, doesn't it? It really does because, you know, sexualization of girls starts, you could say before they're born, you know, with the color pink and, um, We've, we're even getting girls as young as five or six saying they want to be thinner. Um, it causes massive mental health issues. The whole culture is saturated with these images of girls looking hot, looking sexy. And everywhere a girl looks, they get the message that your value is tied up with how hot you are. Absolutely. And there was a fantastic study by the American Psychological Association in about 2007 and it found that sexualization harms 
even academic performance because girls are just so obsessed with their appearance and body image and this sort of self consciousness um uh but yeah it, it even harms their place in the world um and that obviously has got increasingly pornified the whole sexualization so we now have a porn industry where we have real trafficked minors we have user-generated content most of Pornhub the, the world's biggest porn site where a nine or ten year old boy will go if he wants to learn about sex these days that is full of user-generated content and a lot of it is children yeah. Um, so yeah sexualization of children is a massive problem in the popular culture and in the recognized porn industry where kids are being exploited we're going to go through the questions and we're going to talk about porn and the reason you're here and i always like to explain people why they've been chosen so other people understand is i've admired you since we met the stuff that you talk about was like, whoa, this woman is so passionate and, and, and knows what she's talking about. So you're somebody that I like to work alongside. I look at your stuff and I use it in my work. But also, if you'd been around when I was younger, my sexual exploitation, not it wouldn't have happened, we can't say that, but I would have understood more what was happening to me. I had no concept that this stuff wasn't okay. As a child, I remember being 13 and grown men thinking it's appropriate to talk to me in a very sexual manner. Yeah. And then you could see that I was 13. So that's why you're here. You're here to show what can happen. Okay. Um, you wrote me a blog, a very a blog that blew people's heads. Everyone loved it. And you wrote me a blog with a checklist of what a healthy relationship looks like for girls and for women. So what does that checklist look like? Not, not the list of it. What does it look like? What does it mean? And why is it important for us as women to have this healthy relationship checklist? It's important to really um be really clear with girls and and boys about what is healthy because the culture is just riddled with messages that are telling them that to get respect boys need to be violent um to get value girls need to be available and be hot and put their own desires and sexual pleasure second and I think it's devastating for a lot of girls, you know, they, they are sexual beings, they want to have fun, they want, they want to have a good time, they want to meet some nice guys. Of course, you know, that's how it is for many, many girls. Um, I'm talking about straight girls in that particular part, but it's devastating when you find out that there aren't many good guys out there and guys are going to try it on. Lad culture has played a big part where guys are learning um to be persistent to be more of a man you know we've got pop videos rap videos like ao technology with schoolgirls in and in, in a strip club we've got um even your squeaky clean path has got katy perry you know pole dancing kylie pole dancing we've got grand theft auto where they're killing prostitutes and using women so that's all backed up all these messages everywhere so there's not much telling young girls what actually is healthy and that settling for second best um isn't isn't the way to go um and we don't they don't learn about feminism in most schools no. and it's feminism that helped me stand up and say actually you know when when push comes to shove you know i can survive on my own and you've got to be able to be on your own you've got to be able to you know be able to sort of 
stand up to life and all the shit on your own and not rely on a man. It's great if you can find a partner, um, but you know, a lot of girls don't realize um, they need to sort of be able to stand up by themselves and be alone and their own interests are important rather than their appearance. So that's where the checklist came from. Yeah. And now we've got things like uh, 365 days. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really worried about his message about girls want to be kidnapped. And this is sending really confusing. Like my head, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I know a mum of a teenage boy, he came home and said, what the fuck? I thought girls wanted respect. I've got girls telling me they want to be kidnapped now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and let's be clear, when we're talking now, we're not anti-men, we're pro-women. We're not, we're not anti what men are doing. It's about what, what women should be doing, what they need to be doing, because people get very confused by that. You know, uh, a health yeah. relation checklist isn't about being anti anyone. It's about you embracing and, and for yourself, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, young people are under massive pressure to accept porn and the pornified culture or risk being seen as anti-sex or anti-fun. And, you know, feminism has has suffered all this taboo for being anti-men. Of course it isn't. It's actually very pro the human and equality. Um, so the checklist is, it's about helping girls and women recognize what they want is important. that They get to choose. They don't wait to be chosen. And, um, to recognize that, you know, porn has played such a massive part in sexual relationships with the normalization of anal sex, um, and a lot of practices that are very degrading. So we're now in a situation where many girls are saying, if he doesn't slap hit me or choke me he's not a real man and it's not okay to accept that you don't have to accept that and you can ask for things that you know give you pleasure but it's also about um outside the um the bedroom you know it's about a guy recognizing you need time on your own to fulfill your own dreams to see your friends that life's stressful you got to study and a lot of men, the porn industry in particular, is grooming men to be, you know, very demanding and pushy yeah. and get what they want now, you know. So, yeah, I'm hoping the checklist just helps girls re- and women reevaluate and still, you know, everyone wants to have a good time. I want young women and young men to have really hot, enjoyable sex and sexual adventures that is safe and doesn't leave them feeling really shitty afterwards you know yeah. it's interesting you talk about young people um i i do the sexual health at, at where i work and one of the first things that ever happened when when i sort of become popular and the kids realize they could come to me one of the, my boys come to me and said to me miss there's something wrong with me when i have sex with my girlfriend she doesn't squirt and i was like what and he talked about what he'd seen in porn and these, and I said, no, 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 no. And I had to sit with him. We had to, conf- it was a, you know, for him, an embarrassing conversation. But afterwards he said, oh, miss, I, I didn't, I had to keep watching porn to see what I was doing wrong. And it really hits me that this young boy, who was a sensible boy, who, who, was, who was very bright, he honestly was watching porn to find out how to have sex. And so I bring you to my next question, consent. Okay, so consent for me as a young person, I never taught what consent was. I didn't know what consent was until I'd hit 19, 20. 
And yeah. I have a problem with children in my, in my, that I work with and, and children that I know that don't know what consent is. So why is it important to you, do you think that consent is, is taught in the classroom? You're right. A lot of people still today only associate consent with, oh, it's 16, that's the age of consent. Yeah. You know, it's not talked about, is it? It's important in the classroom because schools are a big site for sexism and sexual bullying. Just like the workplace and the street, it's no different. Teachers haven't been given the tools or the structures to deal with it if a girl's saying, I've been called a slag. And all this name calling is so normalised now, it just goes unremarked, Banter. doesn't it? Banter. Yeah. yeah. And it's girl to girl, isn't it? You know, yeah. this sort of sexist slur, you know, you slag or we whore or whatever. And music culture has totally normalized the language you know ho all of that but schools need structures and systems in place so a, a girl because it is normally girls that suffer sexual harassment um they can go and report and know that it will be taken seriously consent can be taught in the classroom from primary age with stuff around body ownership yep. and helping kids understand it's their body Everyone has different boundaries. Someone doesn't like hugs. Some people do. You don't have to give your, you know, auntie or uncle a kiss goodbye, but they'd like it, but it's up to you. So kids really need to know they own their own bodies. Yeah. And going back to the question of why it's so important in the classroom, because girls are suffering a lot of sexual harassment on all levels in their school and college lives. And we know that from the inquiry, the MP. MP's inquiry into sexual violence in schools, yes. I think it was in 2015, which has led to this new revised sex and relationships education that is coming through where consent was was um, supposed to have a big, big stress. Um, but yeah, with pornography and the popular culture, telling boys to be pushy with lad culture, telling boys, you know, to keep going, to be violent. Yeah. Um, they need to know that they should accept no and, you know, suck it up. And also consent needs to be asked for again and again. Yeah. You know, if you have sex on a Friday, you've still got to ask for the consent the next Saturday night or whatever, you know. So it's lots of things like this. And also, you know, alcohol um, and dress. We know public attitudes are terribly sexist from the Fawcett Society. They did this big survey about a third of the British public think that a girl's asking for it if she had a drink or was dressed. You know, it's no, it's not. Yeah, the what was she wearing? You know, we have people that ask them questions when a rape is reported. They they, they ask things like, "Well, what was you what was you wearing? Like, who who gives a fuck yeah. about what I was wearing? No one cares." Yeah, or what what you were drinking? You know, I mean, if if someone's passed out or can't, you know. Coherently, or or is not can't give a really enthusiastic yeah I'm up for it you know it's looking for that enthusiasm enthusiasm yeah just don't go there you know leave it wait um so that's why it's important in the classroom because harassment is happening on the school site and it hasn't been addressed because schools just haven't had the tools to deal with it they haven't got the systems in place there's a lot of work needs to be done, but I, hope, I haven't seen the new um, RSE curriculum, but I know that teachers, a lot of teachers don't want to go there. 
or haven't been trained how to do yeah. at all yeah yeah and then the other really worrying thing is a lot of sex ed providers these independent people that come in um some of them are just giving porn a free pass and calling it fantasy or not even encouraging kids to question it so i think schools need to be really careful with reviewing their rse providers who can explain why porn is not fantasy it's mostly user generated content full of real crimes uploaded yeah. um so we're talking about porn a lot because porn teaches kids boys to just give the finger to consent yeah, you know it's like some of the i mean um when i spoke to uh, fiona broadfoot about about porn and we talked about some of the titles and you know some of these titles are girls screaming for her life you know when they're going to porn yeah. you know um, a, a school girl um beaten like they, these aren't this it's just so degrading and damaging and dangerous that we have to talk about it about porn Tell me about um, school girls wanted. This makes me, but just tell me, go on. So tell me about school girls wanted. So I wrote a blog post called School Girls Wanted. Um, part of my um, role with not buying it is we did a campaign against the sport newspapers. The sport, this is going off tangent a bit, but the sport popularized upskirting. Really? They used to have, they used to have a dwarf photographer a dwarf who would take pictures of women's upskirt and they'd put it on the front page and that was the front page of a, a newspaper so and then if you looked inside the sport you know it was pretty much wall-to-wall -wall yeah. soft porn but they'd have a whole page of videos of sort of school uniform babes you know schoolgirl porn and schoolgirl and teen are massive categories on Pornhub um, and then when you look at prostitution um, there's a really mem memorable quote from Rachel Moran who wrote Paid For about her own experience of being prostituted <clears throat> as a child from childhood. Mm -hmm. I think she was a teenager when she was pimped on the streets as a homeless girl but she said I worked in a brothel and the most common question when I was on the phones was what is the youngest girl you've got or that sort of words to that effect so there's you know we know about what's going on in asia with the whole um sexualization of the schoolgirl. that's been going on a long time but yeah so i wrote school girls wanted because of the whole sexualization of the child and um i did have some notes about um some of the titles so do you like these men because i've seen it it's happened to me but i've seen it these men who are shouting out their their car windows their van windows which i've seen oh all right babe to girls in their school uniform do they realize, yeah. they're, do they realize they're pedophiles i don't think they do do they i mean it's so oh wow yeah they are i think that if you're sexually attracted as a growing adult to a child in a school uniform and they are a child in a school uniform, they're oh, in yeah. school, and you call out. I told a man last year, I went and knocked on his window at traffic lights, I said, did you know you're a paedophile? And he just went white, and, and I said, I just wanted you to know that. Good for you, yeah. Because I don't think yeah. they realise that it's not acceptable. I don't think they do, do they? And I think... Or do they? Yeah. 
I think they just think it it's their right and it's a free for all and they can they can say what they want. But no, I don't think they um they're they're possibly, you know, watching Pornhub and it's so normalized. Um and worryingly, you know, you get girls on Pornhub who might be twelve and they're made to look even younger as well with the pigtails in the pink bedroom. But then there are real real abuse victims and real rape victims who are you know primary school age as well on on Pornhub. How do you how do you think that that is um, not acceptable because it's not acceptable but how is this out there like why is this not more policed if there's out there there, there is real victims on there which we know there is because we know there is why do you think that it's just being ignored? We live in a patriarchal society we've got you know, men in positions of power. The government tried to push verification through. Okay. We have this groundbreaking age verification um, in the UK to um, prevent minors from accessing pornography. It's been stalled so many times. And actually this Monday, UK Feminista are doing a webinar on age verification. And they've got speakers, including the NSPCC, coming in um, to ask what the hell happened to age verification. You know, Pornhub has since continued to balloon. Um, and we've now got this global petition um, recognising the trafficking that's inherent in Pornhub. There's a petition to yeah. shut it down. So there's a lot more awareness um, since age verification first um got mooted but yeah what happened to that we need that and it's just insane that everything is you know broadcasting has ratings but you can go on Pornhub and look at things that wouldn't even get an 18 rating you know and are real real crimes uploaded it's just shocking and anyone watching this if they didn't know that I wonder how how people now feel because we're, that's just out there being allowed to be out there and the damage that as a, imagine a child learning about sex or what if they're doing they access that they're also going to suffer secondary trauma because they're watching somebody else's abuse that, that's the fact of it that's right yeah i mean some some of these sex ed providers that are, that are saying porn is fantasy you know it is really damaging because kids need to know there's no blame or shame on them. It's incredibly addictive and the Reward Foundation do amazing work on talking about the science of addiction. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, as a, as a consumer, you are complicit, you're enabling it if you're watching it. And like I said, we don't want to put blame or shame on young people. It's the porn industry that needs to be held accountable and needs to be held accountable when we're seeing these sex crimes against kids and women, yeah. where it's obvious that they've been, you know, they mirror um, acts that are on pornography. What would you say if somebody was watching this or somebody will challenge us, because we will get challenged, and say, but how does porn harm? What, how does it harm? So what, do you, what would your be answer to that? What is the harm of porn? Um, there are so many ways porn harms. Um, there's a lot of meta studies on how consumers of porn, even just generally sexually objectified images, if you consume a lot of that, you buy into rape myths a lot more. So you'll buy into okay. she's asking for it, you know, she's that's she's acting slutty. 
um, you're less likely to um, support equality or women's advancement. You're less, you're more likely to get engaged in risky behaviours. Um, so there's loads of studies on that and there's loads of studies about, um, well, there was a great one on BBC Radio 5 Live that showed that something like a third of all women under 40 reported being slapped, choked or um, spat at or gagged um, in sex that they thought was consensual. Um, so there are plenty of statistics out there yeah. of the harm. Um, a huge proportion of schoolgirls aged 14 to 17 report unwanted being coerced into sex acts. We're seeing loads more girls going to GPs with anal injuries because the porn industry has totally normalised anal sex and even more depraved acts like mm -hmm. ass to mouth that just serve to deprave and despoil. Um, but people sometimes people listen up when they hear about the harm to boys and men. Yeah. I'm I've got boys. There's no way the porn industry is going to steal their souls, you know. But it is, it leads to erectile dysfunction now. We're seeing a lot more of that. Yeah. And ultimately, loss of empathy, lack of control over one's life because addiction happens quite quickly. It, it, um, it leads to more deviance because we see the way the porn industry works, it, um, you know, it pulls boys in and... Um, they get more interested, they get desensitized, I guess, and get more interested. So in, in things like child, in paedophilia even, I think at the start of lockdown, uh, Simon Bailey, who's the lead, of, lead on child protection in the police, I think that's his title, he reported a new emerging group of um, paedophiles who are aged 18 to 26. They're using a lot of... Um, they're going on porn, they've been porn users for a while, they've got desensitized, and now they're looking for child porn. So um, wow. so we're getting quite young male adults um, emerging as paedophiles now. But, so, but maybe not see this, but we're back to the point is, is do they see themselves as paedophiles? No, because the porn industry has made sex with schoolgirls school normal. So they, don't, yeah. they may not see it, they may, but they may not because they've already been exposed to it daily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the porn industry does so much harm to men. It hates men as well, you know. Um, we've got a lot of, another form of harm is, you know, breakdown of relationships and the yeah. family, men addicted to porn, and there's this, you know, kids are ending up with no, no family, no dads. Um, and then porn, porn actors are speaking out about the damage to, to them. Um, even Jenna Jameson is on Twitter saying, let's shut down Pornhub now, you know. Mm -hmm. Porn actresses, their, their lifespan's about, not lifespan, their career span is about three years. They're more likely to die prematurely. Brie Olsen is another one who spoke out in a really... Um, famous article by Tom Farr. So Brie Olsen was a porn actress. Okay. And she said, you know what, I just want to be seen like every other, like a normal woman, like someone like a nurse. But everyone I see, you know, looks at me like I'm a slut and I get slut shamed all the time because she can never take down those images of her when she, you know, spent some time in, yeah. in pornography. 
Um, so there's loads of people within the industry talking about the harm and how it really targets really young, vulnerable women who might not speak English from poorer countries. It really targets the younger ones. That's been documented quite well in Pimp State by Kat Banyard. So, you know, these young girls who might be forced to sign agreements to agree to harder and harder acts, or they say, you know, we've got all the set, you'll get, we'll sue you if you don't, you won't work again if you don't do this. Yeah, yeah. So there are plenty of dissenting voices now, but unfortunately there's still a movement of ethical porn producers um, who, you know, will continue to try and push for, yeah, Whatever the sexual exploitation of women has gone on a lifetime it, it, it has and i you know i've had to work with girls and boys but we were talking about girls girls that have said I, I had to sleep with him miss because he'd given me free weed and i remember this one girl that i worked with and she didn't know that she could say no so i've done a lot of work with her me and the person i work with and i said to her even if you do this this and that even if you're naked in the bed you know you can say no and she laughed and she was not from england and she said miss yeah. you can't you can't you know that you can't just say no once we educated her this yeah. girl went on to disclose a series of abuse that had taken place because once she realized that she had an option she said well actually i've got 40 boys that i need to report them miss you know and, and that's the danger that's the danger yeah. if you don't know i did not know what consent was I was I did not have a clue. I knew what was happening to me was wrong, but I didn't know that there was, consent was an option. And many people do go with that whole consent at 16. That's what they're talking about. So it's just scary to think about the the harm that comes from porn and people don't even realise it. Do you think it's um, is there a link between porn and violence against women? There absolutely is. Okay. Um, porn is violence against women it's like you know there's that argument well it's not it's a fact it's, it's a fact yeah it's you know there's a just out out of the air there's a genre called um you know on public transport so there'll be men jizzing on women's clothing or doing um or groping them on on tubes on buses that's a whole genre and that's getting uploaded and these women will be re-traumatized again and again there's so it's riddled with user-generated content that is actual violence, sexually violence. Yeah. and then absolutely it does create inequality and um fuels violent crime beyond the porn it's not i won't call it a porn set because most this handmade porn you know it's user generated so the porn set is just one the bedroom or something part of it now yeah, yeah. um but yeah it, we look at the rape the rape crisis on a global level but in the uk you know we've got shocking figures and really low convictions we've got intimate partner violence that's happening with really young people you know from a t that, that 16 to 24 group that are at real risk of inter intimate partner violence where there's massive confusion around consent so yeah absolutely it does lead to um increased violence against women and you just look at the attitudes that that porn fosters you know you i think you mentioned the word unwanted things like unwanted frightened scared coerced these yeah. are the words that you see in the porn title yeah. um and 
yeah we just have to look at the rates of domestic violence as well you know women's women's bodies are you know seen as so throwaway and that's yeah that's the message that porn is is selling what do you think needs to change what needs to change to keep our young people safe and educated what what needs to be different we need something like a massive public awareness campaign a national public awareness campaign about porn not being fantasy about what it really is and that, that petition to shut down Pornhub is doing a lot um in that respect showing that it's actually trafficking um, a lot of trafficking is happening we need age verification you know um where mind geek isn't involved i think when the government have tried to pass talk about age verification they talked about involving mind geek who is the parent company of Pornhub. um oh, really and if if not you know if we say about 90 percent of pornography is violent and aggressive towards women you know we basically need to get rid of most of it most of it know. yeah i would just say shut the whole industry down myself um so yeah age verification needs to come in um but then with age verification you know we're saying oh it's not okay for kids but it's all right for the rest of us to watch kids and women being tortured strangled electrocuted choked um and crying with pain you know so i think actually calling time on the production of pornography you know also needs to happen and then getting educators sex and relationships educators into schools and youth centers or anywhere, anywhere. Where are. and with parents you know culture reframed have got an amazing free parents program really for okay. tweet for tweens as they call them and teens um just to have those uncomfortable conversations with your kid before the porn industry reaches them you know so um and I think the government could do more on research into pornography and its influence on girls mental health and poor body image and body hatred yeah we've seen girls so dissatisfied with their bodies yeah they even don't want to be a girl anymore you know they're cutting themselves correcting themselves you've got labiaplasty on the rise yeah. it's we need research into how porn is impacting on this terrible terrible crisis in mental health i know boys are in crisis as well yeah and um i think what else it's just really talking about addiction addiction how it's so it's a yeah culture reframe call it the yeah. public health crisis of the digital age it's so addictive and understanding that addiction without any blame or shame I, yeah for me i think that parents need to be more educated because yeah if parents really knew if parents really understood what was going on the likelihood of them talking to their children yes it can be um, uncomfortable whatever but i think parents or adults really, really know what their children are accessing rather than just going oh he's been watching porn now that's not what's happened you know you're you're yeah. in your own son hasn't been watching porn he's just been witnessing um rape and abuse and therefore you parents should be held accountable if their children are accessing this kind of stuff and they're not doing nothing about it is my point yeah they need the tools to be able to talk to kids before yes before the porn industry gets them yeah we didn't talk about that peer on peer abuse that's happening at primary yeah. level as well and this you know incest porn is a massive abuse category is it? 
with really yeah with titles like it is upsetting but titles like first time with daddy um stepdaughter you know gets it yeah you know all this sort of thing and um you know we've had in the press cases of brothers attacking sisters you know or or this this um interfamily yeah. abuse happening with quite young um peers so yeah it's it's a crisis and it's it's terrorism against girls and women and i cannot fathom why it isn't being why people aren't talking people don't want to know about it i think is a lot of the things a lot of parents or they think it's just some explicit material you know but it's it's extreme torture of the most sickening sadist kind um and unfortunately you know i don't enjoy um thinking about pornography at all it's upsetting you can't unsee things and there's a researcher called susan black who's done amazing research she's actually spoken to police about um how porn um is impacting on men's violence and behaviors and attitudes but i would I would approach her web. She's a surrealist artist as well, but I'd approach her website with extreme caution because it can be extremely upsetting. But she documents how sex crimes mirror what is in pornography. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And um, she's, um, but there are also some really, really upsetting categories, you know, that you just wouldn't fathom, like cancer, disability. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but so, they're there, aren't they? Whether you know, we're sitting here and we and and anyone watching this, their mind's going to the darkest place, and you're thinking, oh God, our children, your not, not your children, but whoever's watching this, their children, they could be accessing that because there is no age restriction, so they could be up watching this stuff that is that is so distressing yeah. to us as adults to have to think about. They're watching it. Yeah, and that's so traumatizing, and not having parents that can help you through that or anyone. Yeah. is really upsetting it's so traumatizing when when you're just looking to find out you know curiosity about boobs or something you yeah, know yeah. If you're nine or, or something i mean experts sex ed ex sex ed experts some of them say talk to boys as young as nine and ten you yeah. know um, I, did, I did my children i spoke to them i spoke to all my children uh, the, the boys quite young consent for my sons was something i spoke about well young really really young and my daughter is different and um, she's been diagnosed with autism so i spoke to her for a long time i told her that it was her body and nobody could do this or that so she's chosen yeah. now she doesn't she chooses whether she has her photo taken or not which causes problems but i give her that much of control over her body because that's what she yeah. knows if she doesn't want her that's photo taken, so she doesn't get her photo taken. That's that. Yeah, it's so important, the power of no. Girls need to know they can say no. And you don't have to be all nice and polite and kind no. all the time. If you don't want it, that's fine. You know, yeah, that's so important. And I think parents worry that, oh, we mustn't talk about that. It's not age appropriate, yes. you know. But you can teach body ownership like you've done. And with my boys, I haven't said the P word yet, but I've coach them in gender stereotypes sex yes. stereotypes i'll say um so much you know so that now they'll say things like mummy there's only one girl in angry birds and she's pink can you believe it you know and they 
they'll say, you know, why is Anna Friel kissing Will Ferrell? You know, sorry, they only know the actors' names, but like, she's so much younger than him. And why is the old man kissing her? And, you know, they pick up on um, sexism and sexualization yeah, a yeah. lot. My, my, my um, daughter come home and she was disgusted because at her school, you could join the football team or you could join the girls' football team. And she was enraged. She was like, uh, why, then, why is it not boys' football and girls' football? Why is it even separate? But when we talked about that, and she still can't yeah. believe that, she said, well, how come they've got football and I've got girls' football? So it yeah. is about, that's why I say the power of the parent. We're empowering our children. If everyone done that, we, we'd change a generation. Yeah, schools have got, yeah, it's, unless there's someone in the school that really gets it, you know, some schools don't have that person, it can yeah. be just one person, but certainly with, yeah, with my son's school, I had to question why, why are you putting the girls and boys in different queues, you know, why are you lining them up separately? We need to let kids know that they're all human and that, yeah, this girl as the other is, um, you know, and boys have all this shit about you, you, that's so gay. You know, you're a girl because you're wearing an orange t-shirt. You know, they get they get a tough time of it as well with with gender stereotypes. But yeah, I think parents can talk about stereotypes and the pressures on girls, and they can talk about the pressures on boys, and they can talk about all of that whether you've got a boy or a girl. So I'll talk to my boys about their own changing bodies and the girls changing body as well you know and what would you what would you say for our, for my last question anyone out there who's interested they've watched this now and they're like bloody hell i i don't even know where to start with all the stuff we talked about where would be good places for them to start accessing to look to try and make these changes or get involved certainly if you're a parent you know go to culture reframed or an, a teacher or an educator or work or a youth mentor or working working with young people Culture Reframed have those free online programs for both preteen and teenagers. Okay. Help parents have those uncomfortable conversations. Um, not buying it, where I'm a trustee, you know, we talk about, we join the dots between this and the, um, the sex industry, you know, because it's not just porn. Girls are growing up thinking, um, I could be a sex worker and they're not so many, you know, yeah. and instagram and only fans all this and real reality tv shows you know they're thinking i can sell my body and it's all very um what's the sugar daddy thing you know it's all yeah. like they think it's a not prostitution you know prostitution is being sold as glamorous in these roundabout ways by calling it um escort or you know hanging out with a sugar daddy whatever so there's that whole thing as well. Um, where can they go? They can um, get people into their, get, parents can get people into the schools or, or sort of really encourage their schools to get speakers in. There's a guy called um, Michael Conroy from Men at Work who talks about boys. And um, when you talk to boys, you know, it's stuff that they will, there's a lot of humour. I think they respond to humour. So he says things like you know your dick doesn't need to keep going you know like imagine there's a pack of wolves or it's or like a scary dad coming in the room you're gonna stop then aren't you yeah. you don't know some girls are sort of led to believe that you know the they boy can't, to. Yeah. You can't just withdraw you know but of course you can you know so um, men at work um do you think that that people should be educating themselves about feminism 
to understand why porn is so harmful? Absolutely, yeah. Feminism is important to help girls know that they have rights and that they can say no and that what their desires, um, their desires matter. Things like their own sexual pleasure, you know, it's not part of pornography. It's, you know, a female orgasm isn't really in the mainstream porn, you know. It's about the man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, UK Feminista, who are running this webinar on age verification, they used to do fantastic work in schools. Yeah. Um, they used to come and run workshops on um, gender stereotypes and sexism, um, pressures on boys' body image as well. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much they're doing that at the moment, but there are certainly plenty of, plenty of groups out there that are going into schools. The fact is, is that if anyone has watched this and they want to research or find out, then you start asking the questions and you start looking. We can't ignore this anymore. And this is why we're making this video. People need to understand that our children, not just boys or girls, they're, they're being sexualized from such a young age and it's not OK. That's right. And it's it's about the, you know, not to sound too... Um, grand it's about the end of empathy you know the rates of intimate partner abuse from teenagers to you know um, more established relationships yeah. it's it's staggering and um porn is playing a part in in these attitudes it's playing a massive part you know we can't have me too without dismantling the porn industry you know everything absolutely so yeah it's um I'm always happy to talk to schools in my area. Well, um, I'll, include your, I'll include your Twitter and everything. As, as we're talking now, it will, on the video, be running long. So if anyone wants to ask more questions, I'm sending them your way, Rachel. So it's too late now. They're all coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for talking because I think it was, it's really important that we talk about it. And that's why there's a trigger warning and it needed to be said. But I think you said it very well. Have you enjoyed thinking? Thank you. And let's hope age verification does come through soon. And um, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly there's a growing movement to resist porn. But yeah, it's about helping kids resist it and, and recognise it's not anti-sex. It's not anti-fun. You know, it's, um, it's about letting human relationships sort of win, really. Yeah. It's hijacking their sexualities. I think that's important to recognise. We need to safeguard our children so they don't go on to harm others. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Well, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you.